everyone who's listened to this show for 12 years knows birthday month is a month that runs the whole month of Lucy. And it means every day is a birthday, every day is a party. Anything I buy during this month is a present to myself. It goes on for a month. I like to have a, a few, I'm going to have a few celebrations this month. I'm going to have a few you little do. mini parties so I can have like five people in my house. I'll have five mini parties, lots of friends. And often when you have a little party, I might have a glass of wine or a, a two glasses of wine. But you know what July is, Kel? It is the month of dry July, which is a foundation. Now, you know you know about this, don't you? You've heard about I this. I do know about dry July. Many a friend of mine has taken part in dry July over the many years of its okay. existence, and it's a wonderful organisation that helps out cancer research, I believe. Dry July, if you don't know what it is, it's a fundraiser that encourages people to go alcohol-free through the month of July to raise funds for people affected by cancer. You commit to not drinking any alcohol. You tell your friends, you raise money. All your friends are like, what? You can't do that. So they're all in on it. They give you money. <laughs> the money that is raised, and so far since this has been going, and it's been going for about 12 years now, Kel, Dry July, they've raised over $50 million for people affected by cancer. The money goes to different cancer organisations, research, cancer patients who need it. It's funded over 1,200 projects across Australia. Hundreds of thousands of Australians have joined in this. I got a message from my personal trainer the other day. We chat to him on Mondays for Motivation Monday and, and Cole said to me, hey, I want to challenge you to go dry in July. I was like, nah. <laughs> I replied back, nah. <laughs> nah, sorry. No, it's my birthday month. No, I'd like to have a glass of wine now and then on my birthday month. And, and then I saw a post from a good friend of mine, Rob Mills, Millsy posted something last night on his Instagram saying, you know what, he's lost a couple of friends to cancer. He lost one of his closest mates in the last week. Incredible theatre performer, Michael Falzon, passed away from cancer. And Mills said, you know what, and we all know Mills, he loves a drink. He said, I'm, I'm doing Dry July. I'm, I'm going to do this for my mates with cancer. And I'm also going to try and get off social media a bit because I've got to live in the present and I'm not doing that on social media. And that just struck a note. I thought, you know, he's actually, he's right in many ways, shapes and form. And so... I thought I would do Dry July. Now, I'm going to be completely honest right now. I have had a tough few years. You all know that. I've talked about my struggles with mental health. I've gone through some big life changes and I will get around to talking about those openly when the time is right. But I have gone through some stuff. And the last two years have been very traumatic, very hard. And I'm not going to lie. There were many moments where I turned to alcohol to dull the pain. Now, it was never copious amounts. I never got drunk because I hate getting drunk and I hate being hungover. But I found myself at the end of a day trying to numb the pain by having a glass or two every single night until it became just commonplace. Like I used to have a glass of wine on the weekend and that was fine. But over the, the recent like last few years, I was finding myself getting through the day going, don't worry, you get to have your wine at the end of the day because what I was going through was just so hard and heavy and I just needed some sort of release. And for some reason I made alcohol that release. And then every night I would look forward to my wine and then you'd have one or maybe you'd have two. And, and it just became a part of my life in recent times. And I kept saying to myself, 
oh, you can stop doing this anytime you want to stop, you know. You could just stop drinking, Lucy, easy. Like, you're, you're going through a hard time. It's okay. You're just trying to help yourself. You're getting through the best way you can. You can just stop. And mentally, I've been doing so much better lately. I have, I'm off my antidepressants. I've been doing really well. And I thought, oh, you know what? You're doing really well, Lucy. You can just kind of get off your alcohol now. You don't need it. It's a crutch. But I couldn't. And I still would get through the day and go, oh, you deserve a glass of wine at the end of the day. Now, I'm not going to judge anybody's life choices, what people do, but this is my personal journey and it was becoming unhealthy because it was becoming something that I relied on to cope. It was a coping mechanism. And so when dry July came up, I was, and my trainer said, do it. I was like, nah, because I thought, no, that's how I, you know, I want to have the option to have a glass of wine if I need to. And then I realised this is why you need to do it, Lucy. You need to break this habit and you need to go cold turkey and you need to reset your whole brain. And we know that doing things 32 times in a row retrains your brain and dry July is 30 odd days of doing something. And so for me, I thought I'd be honest about that on air instead of just going, yeah, I want to raise money for cancer. But I thought I'd be honest and tell you that it is something that, over the last little while I've been turning to and I'm going to break that. I want to break that habit and I want to be honest about it on radio as well. And so I'm going to do dry July. I'm going to break the habit in my life and I want to help raise money for cancer research. And I think it's going to be a good thing for me mentally to let go of something, give up something for a whole month. And then at the end of that, know that I have the power back in my hand to choose where I go next after that. Robin in Greensboro joins us. Hello, Robin. Tell us a little bit about your journey and what you were facing that was addictive. It's a bit different to the norm. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say thank you for being open about your issues and but it helps other people to deal with theirs. My relationship with my abusive husband was addictive and a lot yeah. of people don't talk about it so I thought I'd get on, try to be brave and get on and talk about it because a lot of people don't realise that in an abusive relationship it's a cycle. They're really Mm. nice sometimes, they're really terrible sometimes and it becomes an addiction. Mm -hmm. So you feel like they're going to be nice, but they're nasty, then they're nice and you think it's going to be better so you stay and you think, oh well if I do this or that it'll make things better. But I had to leave that relationship because it wasn't getting better, it was getting worse the longer I stayed. If anybody's in the same or similar situation to me, just ask God to help you with it. Take it all to God because God doesn't want anybody, male or female, to be treated like that. Wow, Robin, can I just say, well done for calling and sharing that story. Well done for being brave and leaving a domestic violent relationship. And stats show when they're cyclical like that, they just continue getting worse until there's some pretty horrific outcomes. Robin, you're right. It is, I've done a bit of reading about this uh, recently, but it's about these codependent relationships where you end up not feeling like you're strong enough to even leave and the abuse does get worse and worse, Robin. That's, you're right. It is, it is a form of addiction and it's another thing that you mentioned have to break and then once you do there's still so much healing that can take years sometimes decades because of what's happened neurologically in your brain during that period of time you should feel imminently proud of yourself for having the strength to be able to break that cycle because a lot of the time when you're involved in relationships like that you don't feel like it's a problem or conversely you feel like you're the problem you've been made to feel like it's your fault and that's why a lot of people find themselves so trapped because they feel like they're the problem when they don't realize that they need to escape from that situation Mm. before they can even start to think clearly again yeah this is true i totally agree like i didn't realize that it was abuse basically one day i thought 
there's something wrong. So I actually yeah. reached out and asked for help. I rang up every possible number and I was told that what I was experiencing was domestic violence and it yeah. not, wasn't hitting, it was other forms of abuse that people yep. don't talk about. Great point, Robin. Domestic violence is not just physical. It can be emotional, it can be verbal, it can be spiritual abuse, it can be financial abuse. If something is resonating with you as we're speaking right now and you feel like something's not right and you don't know who to turn to, please reach out, call the care line, 9583CARE. Ask for help if you're going through something like this. There's also some really wonderful organisations around Melbourne, such as in the eastern suburbs. There's the Eastern Domestic Violence Centre, EDVOS. There's many all around Melbourne. And if you're struggling, if you are in some sort of relationship like that, please reach out and start getting some help and talking because that's not the way that God wants you to live.